we're in the middle of an argument. The Chachma is busy giving us examples about how the Torah is not understandable if we don't have an explanation or else we just don't know what the words mean. Not just how to read them. That already, so to speak, won a concession. It will be impossible to read without having some Messiah reading. But now the Chachm took it to the next level and he said, well, we can't explain it either. It's not just a question of reading it. The explanation also needs uh, interpretation for us or else we don't know what the Torah is referring to. Similarly, so he gave, he's in the middle of giving examples of mitzvahs that if we have just the Fosuk as the reference point for the mitzvah, we can't explain it. And he says, When the Torah says you can't eat the aliyah, which means the tail, the tail of a sheep, which is is chedev, which is one of the forbidden fats in the tail. So what's called the tail? Ayesh is a gedev, how far the tail goes. Maybe one person will just take the tip of the tail. Another one will take it right until the thigh. In other words, the Torah doesn't tell us what it refers to when it says when the aliyah is also. How, far, how much of the idea is also? And he says, another example, What are the kosher birds? Which we know doves or pigeons are kosher birds. What we call today a chicken. The Torah doesn't talk about chickens. Never. And so how many of the Tommy birds? Doesn't it say to have any Shabbos in the Torah? Uh, the Torah doesn't talk about chickens. Ever. So how do you know the chickens are kosher birds? Now the, the real answer is because we have a Messiah. We have a Messiah what's kosher and what's not kosher and we're lying. It's a Shach Kassel in the Yerideh. Any bird we have a Messiah that is kosher, we eat. As a, but uh, if you're going to, the, to go without the Messiah, so then we don't know what the kosher birds are because we just know what the non-kosher birds are. If we can interpret what, the, what all the words, or all the names of the, of the species of Torah give. It's the same reason how we know turkeys are kosher, but the Torah doesn't talk about turkeys. I think the Torah knew what turkeys were. They came from countries where the, which wasn't where the Jews were in the time of the Torah. But we have a Messiah. And here also, once the Messiah is a kosher bird, so then we eat it. But if you're not going to run Messiah, so then he says, how do you know what you can eat? We don't have uh, the Torah telling us that this is kosher bird. When the terrorists don't go out of your place in Shabbos, what's his place? In your base, in his house? Or he's going out of his garden? Or he's his property? In your house, in your if he has lots of different houses? Or in the void, maybe means his street? For Nasa, his neighborhood, with Nasa, his country? Migrash, Iroh? And now the terrorists don't go out of your place. What's called your place? And then once again, if you're leaving it up to everybody's interpretation, what they think a place means, then there's no absolute answers. Everyone can think what they like. Everyone will understand differently what the Torah means. And therefore, the Torah, and the, the point is that the Torah doesn't clarify it. The Torah just says your place. So there's no way to, to say one uh, person's explanation of what one's place is, is better than another person's explanation of what his place is. Maybe it means that it's done we don't, uh, the Torah doesn't say that. The Torah just says your place. We, now, how do you know what your place is? Now, the, on this and on also the previous one, uh, the, the argument, the counter argument is going to be, you're right, the Torah doesn't specify. Let everybody think what they want. Which means if one person wants to interpret it as being, my place means my house, no, I won't leave my house. If someone else wants to interpret it, my place means my country, I won't leave the country. What, what would be the problem with that? It's diminishing well, that's, Hashem. That's, the, that's what the, the Quran did do anyway. Each one interpreted the Torah their way, 
And if that's the case, it will come out with different interpretations based on the effort was right. So what would be the problem? Similarly, we said before the example of what's considered the tail. Is it the whole tail, the tip of the tail? What's the difference? Maybe the Torah meant whatever you call the tail, that's good enough. Why would that be uh, a steer? In other words, some of the things you just don't know what it means. So then he has a good co- question. You can't read, you don't understand what the word's telling you if you don't have a Messiah. But over here, when it could be interpreted in many different ways, so maybe it's like the, what the Torah wanted. Maybe we'll leave everyone to decide on their own what they meant to do. Now, let's look, before we answer the question, let's take the question back. Because within the realm of Torah Shabbat, we found this also. Let's look, forget about the Stachim and the Karayim and all these sects for a moment. Let's talk about the way we see the Torah. And that is, there is a Torah Shabbat there, and there is a Makam for what's given in Messiah. But there's also a Makam for things which aren't given in Messiah, and therefore there's been a Makhlaikas. And we don't have a problem with them being a Makhlaikas. We say, if Beshamah learns one way, Mishra is a different way. And Beshamah says that the mitzvah is, uh, just as an example, that you meant to marry the Tzaras Yavam, and it's a mitzvah Yavam, and Beshamah says, Chas Beshamah is five chorus. So we're not going to doubt the validity of the Messiah. We're going to say that it's something which is a mocking to the argument to that. And the, the, this is a, a valid way of interpreting the Torah, and that's a valid way of interpreting the Torah. So I'm just, I'm just bringing out the point in order to answer it. But if that's the case, why is this so different? We're also saying that there's a Makam in Torah for interpretation, and there's different interpretations. And, it's, and I can uh, we have one Chacham who says this is the interpretation of Torah, and a different Chacham says something else interpretation of Torah. <coughs> and we'll say that that's not a spirit to the Torah. The Torah is Kapatish, is, is, is so, which means the Torah can be like uh, when an uh, axe hits a rock and the sparks fly in all directions. So there are lots of different uh, perspectives of the Torah. Each Chacham has way of learning it, they're all right. They're all right. But, uh, so then why is the... We, we, we're just saying that on the level when the Chachamim are arguing based on Limudim or based on Midrashatayim, Midrashatayim, whatever we, the, the, the Mahalach we have in that, why is it so different to the Karayim? We're just saying it based on whatever occurred to them. But at the end of the day, it's, so maybe their methodology is wrong. But at the end of the day, the argument to say that it can't be that people understand differently, why is it a fair argument? Within the world of Torah Shalpeh, there are lots of differences too. So what you need is, what's the big difference? What's the ma'akif that why by us? Is that it's makhlaikas tanayim, or makhlaikas what the beer, the explanation of the mitzvah is, what Allah is, is acceptable and it's part of Torah. Whereas by them, it's not Torah, and it's hysteria to Torah. What's the, what's the difference between the two things? So this is like the principle, and this is the, the, the underlying nafkamina between the two things. What Adam said is right, I just want to be magnet a bit different. And that is, when we have a machlokas between Tanayim, Amirayim, Mishayim, Chayskim, whatever it's going to be, and we have a principle of Eilav 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 Chayim, that Be'etzin, they're both valid interpretations of Tanayim. Why? Why? What makes it valid? Maybe someone's making a mistake. Maybe one person's reading right, one person's reading wrong. Why, why, why do we assume that when there's a machlokas, that uh, it means that there really is two ways of reading the Torah, and it could, it could be explained about both ways. And this is the Yusayt. And the answer is, is that in order to interpret Torah, one has to use Torah. In order to interpret Torah, one has to use Torah. A person can't come to Torah and think, well, I'll take a flight of fancy. This is what I think it means. Maybe this is what it means. I like the idea that appeals to me. Is that what the Torah means? If a person is using his own sense of what he thinks is right or wrong, or his own 
so to speak, rutsonus, as a way to interpret Torah, it's 100% wrong. The way we approach Torah isn't what I feel and what I think and what I would like it to be. It's, uh, who cares what you think or what you'd like it to be? Why does that make it right? Whereas, the, the Mahalach of Torah is that either we have a Messiah what the Torah says, or we have a very clear Messiah how we are allowed to understand, how we are allowed to develop something. And that's a Messiah too. When we talk about the Midrash Torah and the Dresha Torah, the ways we are allowed to explain and interpret Torah, it has to come from Messiah also, because it's not a flight of fancy. A person can't decide, well, this is what I think the Pasuk means just because it appeals to me, because I read the Pasuk like that, so what? The, the way we interpret Torah is also something which is the Messiah. And therefore, uh, and this is the, maybe the the, 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 the which will prove the point. If you're going to have a Machlokas at any stage between Tanai, Mamaroi, and Poiski, Mishon, and Machar, it doesn't make a difference where down the line of Jewish tradition. There's going to be a Machlokas. The Machlokas isn't going to end with the fact, well, I feel like this and you feel like that. Okay, so I'm entitled to feel like this, you're entitled to feel like that. It doesn't go like that. Right? You have to bring a Raya. Minana, well, you said something, where did you get it from? Bring a proof. Bring a Kavachim, a Svara, a Makar, something. And if I'm going to bring you a Makar, and I'm going to say, this is my Makar, what's your Makar? So I have to bring you a proof. And if I can prove your Makar wrong, either the analysis was wrong, or the Dimian was wrong, or it wasn't exactly what was said, whatever the reason might be, then what you said is wrong. Then it's like the Gemara says, Tiyufta, it's finished. That's not, a, that's not a valid interpretation. Oh, I feel, I think it is. I felt like that. It made a lot of sense to me. I can even explain it to you. It doesn't make a difference. Interpreting Torah has to be within the framework of Torah. Interpreting Torah isn't the realm of every person to take a flight of fancy and think what they like. And therefore, to have an argument and say, well, why do you think that's halacha? So, because that's what I read the Pasuka. That's what I thought it made sense to me. That, that doesn't exist. No way. No way. Not a tana, not a namara. You ask a kasha, I have a reason. I have a drasha, I have a limud. You ask a kasha namara, I have a brisa, I have a mishnah. You ask a kasha namara, I have a deal. I have something. But it has to be with Messiah also. The interpretation of Torah isn't left up to everyone to do what they want. And the, the Michel Sander writes his letter. He says, it's true that Torah is nothing to explain, but it's not given to everybody to do with what they want. It's not like it's a free-for-all. If you have the Torah, do what you like with it. The Torah is given to us to understand based on the principles of how we are allowed to understand. The Torah is given to us to explain based on the Messiah of how we learn. And if that's the case, it's a, 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 a machlokis is always going to be based on where are the rise. Where's the mahalik in Torah that you got to this Moskona from? But just to say, because that's the way I read it. That's what I think, I think it means. That in Torah means nothing. I've always uh, been noticed this point. In every argument in a Torah setting, that's the way it is. You have an argument with your chavrus and the chat and the tesis. So why do you think again? No, it's this for that chat. Let's have a look. Who's this moment of Let's have a look in the tesis rush. The tesis repeated pairs. Look another rush on it. Who can bring a ride? Because that's the mahalak which shows that it's not what I thought. I have a ride. This is the this is this is chat and the pasuk. And if you ever have an argument, even in a, in, in, on a scholarly level, in a non-Jewish setting, whatever it's going to be, in the legal profession, for example. So, uh, it should be the law, it shouldn't be the law, we should pass a resolution, we shouldn't pass it, we should legislation. What's the, if everyone has their opinions, and what's the raya? No one thinks about raya, what do you mean raya? That's what I feel, I think we should, I think we shouldn't. There's no lies, it's just everybody's, what everybody wants, so that's what they decide. 
This is what I feel. This is what I would like to do. That's what I do. That's enough for me. The nafkamina is if you're coming to look at the Torah from the perspective of I'm thinking on my own. What I want to interpret the pasuk, that's what the pasuk means. That's possible. The Torah isn't given to you to do what you like with it. Masha'enke, the person who, the way they come to learn Torah is also with the Messiah. It might not be a Messiah in every halacha, that's, but we have the Messiah of how we can learn halachas. The Messiah of how we apply Kalvachim, how we apply Binyanav, how we make a hackage. Whatever limit we're going to use. So when a person's approaching the Torah like that, it's coming from a basis. It's coming from a Messiah. And with that, we can be like a Yaku, it's Dorish Tiri Tirim We can learn a tremendous amount, but where is he getting it from? Halacha because the Messiah of how, we, how you have to learn comes from the Torah. Whereas if a person decides on his own, he's going to do what he wants, he's going to read the Torah and, and whatever comes to his mind, that's what he thinks it means. Okay, so that, 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 that's falsifying Torah. That's, that, now that's a big difference. There's a, when we, what the Chacham could do was use the Messiah of how to deduce Torah in order to understand. What the Tzadikim were doing was not Messiah, it was deducing Torah, however they feel to that. However, that they thought, whatever they wanted to see into the world, that's what they saw. There's no basis for that. You made it's not there. How do we understand? gather The puzzle, all the puzzles of Shabbos is done to melacha. Why? Because melacha What's melacha? The 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 Torah doesn't say more than that what the melachos are. So what? We're going to leave it up to every person to decide themselves. And again, what they're deciding based on. like what asses you from using a, a quill to fix the Torah on Shabbos itself? We hit it and tell us for a gadol. And on the other hand, you can carry the Torah. What's more melacha? To correct the Torah or to hold it? To, to move it around? Tilful the Torah is more is more of an action of working than uh, correcting something. Same thing. If you're going to carry things, vashulchan, v'shara, ma'achadim, usulus ha'archim. I can carry tables. I can carry food. I can set up things for archim. I can do a lot of hard work to prepare for guests. And the guests are relaxing. The Balabais is working hard. And if he's working hard, the Yosem is up out of the His wife and his servant are working even harder than him. And that's all okay. How can that be okay? You have to listen to Shabbos. Your servants have to listen to Shabbos. What? You're hosting Shabbat Prachos. And everybody's running around the whole day working hard. How can you do that on Shabbos? That's not even Nukha. What's, uh, how are they going to answer that? Why can't people ride an animal in Shabbos? It says, And if it's an animal of a guy, what's the problem? Why can't you ride the guy's animal in Shabbos? Why can't you do business on Shabbos? Now, the MS is, these things are, this is in a different category altogether. I don't even know if it's like a massive business. The issue to ride animals in Shabbos is a shush to rabbana because you might break a branch. The issue of business is a shush rabbana either because of koisev or because of uh, kinyan or whatever it's going to be. It could be the, sh- the according to the tzaddikim, these things are mutter. They rode animals, I think. Yeah, it could be things are mutter. The, the Torah never said they are so. But he's going with what uh, is done by Kali Yisrael, that these things are also. He's saying, according to the tzaddikim, what we assume is a double pasha, that's not my Shabbos, oh, doesn't have any connection to that. So, and what? And once again, if you're going to say Melatha as a. Uh, as something which is considered work related, so then why why is it mutter for us to work hard? As some mutter says, do melacho and something which is very delicate. But yes, he writes she hadn't been called shnei bari dinim. He said a very mishpat lechitaitz. Same thing when it comes to dinim mamanis. Right, if the tzaddikim are going to judge cases, uh, money cases based on the pesukim, 
Vaposhis of a Torah Sasim. And if, if the Pasha of the Torah is, is hard to understand um, without an explanation, Koshukhan has Sasim, which is a dinner moment. Because the Torah says, Kimat Nathan. The Torah just says the judges have to be honest, the judges have to be fair, and now the judges have to listen to both sides equally and not be swayed by either side, and not take, not take bribes. But what are the cases? And what's the, what are the rules of judgment? What's the, the Torah doesn't say that. And they have to start the Sasim in the Torah. So they have, of course, they're not going to know that. You know, you're saying from Al Al because the Torah of itself is so much on the Torah of Al Pair to tell us the Akam of Mitzvah, the Basra, all the Dinim of Mammon, that's what they are. Yeah. Every country, every country sets up a legal system based on what appeals to the people who are in the legislature. Yeah, they vote. And they vote, and then if three years later there's elections and they change the composition of the whatever the governing body is going to be they so they can go and change everything around again but that's okay and that's, that's not okay that's okay for a system which is man-made and uh, it depends on the, the vagaries of people and in one door this is populist they do it mm-hmm. and in another door is not and they're saying this, this is divine when i was uh, once uh, once i wasted an afternoon in the british house of commons it was something to do with shidduch and i was going on with my wife so you went to the british house of commons and they told us we went the perfect day because it was a, it was an overfull house, and they haven't changed the building for 500 years. So they still have this old building, which I think is 400 places there. Now there's 600 and something people in the parliament, which means when it's a busy enough discussion, and everybody shows up, there aren't enough seats. So that's a, that's a that's a sign that it's a good day to come because then everybody is everybody showed up and everyone's there to argue. Oh, so what was the big discussion that everybody managed to matriarch themselves to come even the one seats? It was whether they should act or fox hunting. <laughs> yeah, fox hunting is the Are they still arguing about that one? <laughs> they were, this was then, I don't know about now, but they were still arguing about it then. And uh, we were there for six hours. And I can tell you within six hours, everybody got up to speak. And everybody said what they held, but either for or against fox hunting. And nobody said a single swear why they should be why they were right. All the basically everyone said is, I think I'm against fox hunting, I'm for fox hunting, I'm against it, I'm for it. Do you think anybody changed their minds? Do you think anybody gave any compelling argument why somebody else changed their mind? No. Everybody said what they felt. And how did they decide? Whatever the majority was. And, that, and there was a waste of six hours for them too, because no one moved. And there was no reason to. Because if I said, well, I'm for it, the guy next to me said, well, I'm against it. Well, he convinced me anything. He didn't convince me of anything. And I thought that no base major should work like that. Can you imagine a mathematics in I think it's Mutsa. I think it's awesome. Okay, so what should we do? It's also Tega. I think it's Mutsa. All right, so it's two, two against one. The, uh, halakha doesn't work like that. It's not what I feel like this, I feel like that. Okay, fine, so what do most people feel? It, where do you get that from? You have a makar, you have a raya, prove it. Could be it's already been discussed. No, no, it's been, it's been discussed a hundred times. And no one's ever brought any rise because there's no rise to bring. That's what people feel like. Some people feel that they should do it and they like it. Some people feel they should do it and they don't like it. And that's as far as it goes. It's a very, it's a legislature which is based on what people feel at the time. And it will change because the people at the time will change and therefore they'll feel differently. And if you want to build a legal system based on it, then you're right. It's based on what people feel. And what they're supposed to. That's, that's uh, 100%. But I'm saying if you're talking about trying to explain then again, it's not what we feel. It doesn't make a difference what we feel. It's what the terror says. And that's because you could, without a mystery of knowing what does it have out there, what the terror says, so I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with. What am I going to decide on? You, you, you'll never see a psak in any of the Trivus forum or any of the Shunam Akronim that basically the answer is I feel it's not. That doesn't work in the, in the language of Torah. A psak has to be I have a right. I'm telling you where I got it from. I'm going to prove it to you. 
And uh, then, okay, so now I have a raya. I have something to start with. I can tell you that's what the Torah says because I have some basis for what I'm saying. But just to say oh, this is what I feel, I think this is what the right thing to do is. That's not that's not halacha. What's das Torah? One one basic thing das Torah is that a person spent so many years working on understanding the Torahs of looking at something that when he confronts a situation, you can see it from the Torah perspective. So he's not necessarily using a specific method. It's a method of training one's mind to think the way the Torah thinks. Is that one of the midas No, it's a, the result of of training one's mind to think within the framework of Torah that he thinks within Torah. But now even then, a dance doesn't mean this is what I feel. A person conditions his mind to think the way the Torah thinks. Right. Which means based on the source of the of the sugya. So this is what I, this is the this is the way I understand it. I once heard that when the Rashi says Libya, it's much. I'll tell you a, a trivia of Rashi. I mentioned this was uh, It's very it's a Rashi which is worth remembering. There's a sefer called Chivas Rashi, and the background to the story that Rashi is talking about there is there was a certain psak in Kashrus that Rashi said was awesome. And all the other Rabbanim of France said it was Matafu. And the background to the Chiv is Rashi's son in the Meir wrote to his father in the Rashi Chiv saying that he had heard a rumor that because Rashi had heard that all the other Rabbanim were Matthew, so he was back down from his Isu. As he originally said Asur, and then everyone else was against him and said it's Matafu. So he had heard that Rashi was Khazibon because all the other Rabbanim were, had said it's Matafu. So he asked the Rashi, is that true? Were you Khazibon? So Rashi has that to listen to them, but you can be like Rashi, but definitely the Rashi and Chavis. Rashi has like this. Rashi says, Lechaz Artibi. Why? He says, because what I said wasn't my Sfarah. It was the Sfarah of Mary, Rabbeinu Geshem, Aragad. So I can't be chosen him. And now, that's Psyda. Fair enough. But that's what Rashi says next. Rashi says, Va'achal Pida, I never heard this Psyk from Rabbeinu Geshem. So how can I tell you that Rabbeinu Geshem said like this? Even I never heard of Benegashim talking on this topic. He says, The way I think and the way my mind works, it got from Benegashim. And if that's the case, I'm 100% sure this is how we look past it. 100%. Since the way I think was trained by Benegashim, borrowed me a Benegashim look past it, and therefore I can't be crazy. So I'm upset. I'm Benegashim saying Arashi. Arashi. But you see this, you say. And I notice that Libby Omer isn't this, I think. I was trained how to pass it by Rabbi Negashim. It's borrowed from the Sanarin version of Passover. And if that's the case, it's not Maxa. I'm telling you, it's what Rabbi says. But there's such a, cl- a clock out that a person can have that is what a vertical dastery. That a person's mind is conditioned in such a way, borrowed to me, that's what the Torah says. Or in this case, is Rabbi. Borrowed in this way, Rabbi Negashim. And therefore, I'm not going to change my mind. It's his job. It's a Rashi, which is worth remembering. Anyway, that's the Yisraeli says here also. Let's just finish the last two examples he gives. We get to the mitzvah. So Yisraeli writes a she'er a dinner from Mishpatu before Yerushas and Pashas and Slavchod. How they're going to explain all the rules of Yerusha? Because if you look in the pesukim of the Torah, they're all out of order. The Gemara has to move everything up and down to what's the order of Yerusha. There's the son, and then a daughter, and then a, and then a son's son or a daughter's child, and then it goes up to a father, and then it goes to a brother. But that's not the order the Torah brings it in. How are they going to explain how the pesukim on Thursday start in the order of Yerusha? I Samila. had to do bris mila. The Torah doesn't say. What do you have to do by bris mila? The Torah just says Hashem made a bris with the mila. But what do you do? The, the idea of mila and priya and the whole story, the zero. The Torah doesn't talk a word about it. 
Vatsitis, same thing, Vasuka, same thing, Vivardi, Me'ainui, Chayavit, Fidulaka. Where does the Thursday have to daven? We learn from the word of Avadit, so Hashem Lekecha Bukhal Levav, is Avadit Shibulei Vistvin. But that's the Russian. The Torah never says yet to daven. Umayinu Maimin, Shiesh Beis Moed Kol Chai, Ogmul Vayin, Shachar Misa, where is Nebel Adam Habu? And again, uh, punishment and reward. The Torah doesn't talk about spiritual reward and punishment either, that because Zara himself explained that before twice already. And now when you get into a clash between two different mitzvahs, so now what do you do? When the middle falls in Shabbos, what's going first? We know these things because we have Messiah. But without that, what are you going to do? Why Pesach on the Shabbos, we have to check the Quran Pesach on the Shabbos. Mincham, we have to you can give forever. Give them more and more examples of halachas which the Torah doesn't say, and therefore without him saying, how are you going to know what to do? Hashemat melech kuzar al chibur the karayim. The davar mimashes the chartirach. Have any sefer written by the karayim to explain any of these things? The smach of a kabbalah she'en b'minayim achlekes mimasayrus mimikol mimitaim mimayisav hatam mimidinim. Is there any? Is there any uh, literature? of the Karayim to explain anything in the Torah? And the answer is there wasn't, because it would be self-defeating. The whole, the whole hashkaf uh, of the Karayim is, you don't believe what someone So how can somebody else write something to explain it? That's, uh, that's his interpretation. So there's nothing, why should I accept it? So there's nothing. Every Karayim is basically starting, starting a new journey. It says everything in the Torah which we have written in Svarim, which we have a Messiah for, which we have a, a Mishnah, a Gemara, whatever it's going to be, that explains all these things, they don't have any of that. And if that's the case, how can they say that they're explaining the Torah? That's basically the elaboration of the argument we saw from yesterday, he finishes today. And that is that it's not just the language which needs a Messiah, it's the content which needs a Messiah as well. And uh, the second point which we added that today is that the fact that a person can make up uh, things as he goes along uh, might be good for you know a, a man-made system but it's not Torah just because I felt this is what I think the Torah means that's not Torah without some kind of a basis to understand that's what the Torah means so then it's worth nothing and that's basically what it needs without a Messiah what are you going to what are you going to base the what you're saying on so, so that's what we got to say next time we'll see what the king's answer is